Welcome to Fired Up Podcast, episode 22. I'm Andrew Hopple. I'm Cameron Hewitt. Episode 22. 22. Taylor Swift now. We're almost, we're almost at our, uh, our age number. Oh my gosh, that's true. Real quick, have you ever had anyone uh, guess your age at yeah. like Orange Theory? Oh, what yeah, what do the they time. guess? Everybody usually guesses like late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, dude, I one time, so normally people guess that for me too. One lady... So funny. We literally went around the lobby and like, hey, how old do you think I am? And like, it made it like almost a part of the announcements. One lady was like, 38? And I was like, are you, are you drunk? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, it's insane. But most people get like 28 or something. Anyways. I don't, uh, what did you look matter. like at the time? This. It was recently? Yeah, it was two months ago, maybe. I looked, I looked pretty much the same. Had my hat on, my hair tucked behind my ear, like. I don't yeah. know. There's no way that you look like you're 38. Dude, oh no. Everyone in the room was like, yo, you're a little, you're for sure off. You're on that definitely one. off. But like, some people were like, the average thing was like 28 or 29 or whatever. And one, yeah, one member right. one member was like, oh, it's because you're you're so mature. And I was like, okay. Are you? I appreciate that. I'm, I think I'm mature. I'm goofy, but I'm, yeah. I'm mature most of the time. I would say so. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, I would say. Yeah, especially if you hang around anyone that's like in our age from like 21 to 25. There are some times where I'm like, dude, you're so immature. Like, it's ridiculous. Not in like a judgy way, but I'm just like, dude, what the heck? Oh, my God. Anyways. Well, welcome, everybody, to episode 22. This is the Fired Up Podcast. We are a fitness podcast. We have some self-development aspects to it as well because Cam and I believe that fitness, what we learn through fitness, kind of bleeds into everything else in our life. So that is the main focus. First order of business, as always, um, also talking about kind of one of our topics today, please do us a favor. If you've gotten anything from this episode to come, Mm -hmm. um, once you're done with it, or another one, do us two favors. One, we need more reviews on, uh, we could always use more reviews on all the platforms, whatever you're listening to. We don't have too many yet. Um, And then also... Give a friend a sh- or give one of <laughs> give a say, friend give our, a shout out. Yeah, give a friend a shout out. That's not what I was trying nice. to say. <laughs> no, share share the episode that you found beneficial with somebody you know. Yeah, right. So with a friend, with a family member, with a stranger. Best way to share with a stranger is Go leave up a to review them on the street and tell them, hey, and put your have earphones. You heard the good news. Put your earphones in their ears. Yes. <laughs> Maybe while how, we're while we're playing, maybe that's how you'll meet your spouse. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, no, that's super helpful. And we're gonna do a little giveaway. All right, yeah. so um, we're recording yeah. this before the giveaway takes place. Yes. So once this has taken place, it's already September. We post every Monday. Mm-hmm. But by the end of September, we'll throw up a post today as well. That if you leave a review, we're gonna give out some prizes, some P10 merch, all that good stuff. Yeah. And uh, we also is that. Basically, the gist on housekeeping. I think so, pretty much. Yeah, leave a review on any platform, and then uh, end of September, we're gonna just randomly pick one, and you'll win some goodies. Another one, end of September. I thought you—that's what you said. You cool. just said end of September. Yeah, we're doing one for the yeah. end of August because by the end of or by oh, September first. Okay, yeah. We're gonna have a few reviews already. We give out a prize. We'll do it at the end of September too. So keep leaving reviews, yeah. and then if you post your review in September. We'll do another prize thing. Yeah, I mean, so it's there'll to be two because some people won't see the post. Yeah. So, but you'll probably hear this by the end of September, so then yep. you can do it. So. Yep. But that's uh, that's pretty much it. One, another also thing Spartan we want to talk about, yeah, Spartan yes. Race. We'll get into that in a second. Um, we don't run ads on our podcast, and we don't plan to do that because no matter how big it gets, what we want to do, it's kind of like when you're running ads. Cam and I kind of talked about this previously. It's like you're forcing, like, to make money off of people a little yeah. bit. You know, like there's one thing for like TV and I guess it's, it's a little different that way, but I feel yeah. with a podcast when you're sitting down and talking with us, um, it's kind of like a conversation and it's a relationship that we're building. We're trying to build that community, right? Yeah. Hashtag join the conversation. I don't want to read, I don't want to read anything to you yeah. that I didn't write myself. So 
It's not, it's not we're, story time. We want, we want to give you the option to support us, essentially. What we're going to do right now, we have the P10 Apparel website up, p10apparel.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I'm assuming we're going to use that one because it's already up and running. We might as well, We got yeah. the podcast stuff up there too. Check it out if you haven't done so already. If you want to support us, we've got the P10 merch. We also have some more stuff that we're going to come out with. And you have the option to support us. If you want to buy any of that stuff, we'll have stickers yeah, and hats. Those hats. Once we Dude, finally I, come up with a focus hat. I had, uh, I had someone come up to me and they're like, Dude, I, I can't find the focus hat. I was like, really? That's because they don't exist yet. <laughs> yeah. Did it sound really? That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of. I don't know. I'm trying to trying to decide what I want it to look like. You know. I don't think we've really decided I yet. I just imagine. I like the right? like the cam like not like straight camo, but maybe some soft like light desert camo. I like those. Those, those are, are pretty. Cool. Cool. I have a hat like that. It's or cool. a you know a heather or uh, is that is it called heather gray? No, it's not. Dude, I don't know. I don't work at either paint shop. What are you talking about? <laughs> there's uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a, a, a gray or a black or something. Yeah, yeah. It'll we'll look, come up with the idea. It'll look cool. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, the it idea is sick. focus hat. Yeah. So we'll come out with things like that, and if you want to support us, you have the option of buying those products. Right. Yeah. We're not going to force through ads because then you know if you really want to be a part of it, right? You you appreciate it, and you support it, you share the podcast, yeah. and you. You buy the products. So that's coming soon. Very, yeah. very soon. Well, we like, whenever, whenever do you listen to the ads? Every time I listen to Joe Rogan, I skip the first five minutes because it's just him reading ads. I'm like, I don't want to hear any of that. Yeah. So yeah. skip them. Sure. Yeah. Um, but going back to the Spartan Race. Yes. Spartan Race. Last yes. part of our kind of... I mean, this is housekeeping too, but it's also going to lead into our... Our main thing too. Yeah. It's going to lead into our topic, our main topic of the day too. Yeah. We'll see where the conversation goes. But the Spartan Race, that's coming up. Cam and I are both signed up officially. We'll post oh, yes. more details about that as well on social medias for you to follow along. 10 a.m. start race for both you and me, correct? Yep. Attica, Indiana, baby. Attica, Indiana. Be that there. is the Chicagoland Spartan Race, October 5th? Yes. The, the 6th is the 5K. The 5K. That's Sunday, yeah. So I'll be coaching on Sunday, and 5K is something that I feel like I could do. Um, I want there to be nothing left out of the 13-mile challenge. Dude, yeah. I I would be so happy, actually, <laughs> if we finish this 13-miler. Well, we will finish it. When we finish it, I hope I don't look back on it and be like, oh, I probably could have done a little more because then my first thought is going to be I should do a marathon. And I I, I zero <laughs> desire to do that. Zero desire to See, run for that long. I don't think I'm going to feel that way because – the. The idea of races alone, yes, they're kind of appealing, but it's not my main category. I like, like, yeah, I like the obstacle of kind of the full body experience where, yes, you have yeah. to go a far distance. At the same time, you also have to use all the other things that we train for, right? Yeah. Kind of the cross training aspect. Yeah. You need strength. You need, I actually heard in a recent podcast about obstacle course races, the one thing that a lot of people forget you need is a lot of grip strength. Yeah. Because you're doing a lot of pulling of your body and swinging and monkey bars and all this other crap. Like, I actually heard another strategy that we should use. You you go hard on the obstacle because it's an obstacle course, right? That's like the point. You're running, you use it as your quote-unquote recovery. Yeah. So you're just kind of, you're just doing like almost like a, um, a light a base, base pace, pace. Yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of like chill to the next obstacle, let your kind of upper body relax, recover, and then and then get that next obstacle done. Base pace can be understood as something that you found yourself with for the day or for the task, I yeah. would say. So base pace doesn't mean, oh, I run at eight miles per hour for my base pace at Orange Theory, so I'm gonna use that so here. Do that. No, yeah. that's, that's it's something you can you can do the whole time. So dude, it might end up being like five miles an hour. Might end up, at the end yeah. of it, it might be like a lineman jog where you're just kinda like bouncing up and down on your feet, dude. Like yeah, but yeah, you guys but it's join. gonna be good. We have four people. Me, we are, Andrew. No, I think we're up to a few more than that. But we have to have other I, people join. Yeah, them? I have to look oh, up wow. exactly. Okay. So we're building the team. I think Sweet, we're at dude. six right now. Dang, um, I didn't know. If that. I'm sure, but if you want to be a part of that one, all you gotta do. I mean, you can sign up for the race on your own. But if you want to be a part of our team, we're fired up podcast, or maybe it's fired up, it's something fired up. Yeah, that uh, where yeah. our team is. And yeah. you can you can join our start time ten a.m. once again on that echo. We'll put all that information on all of our, our social media channels, whatever. Yeah. I guess the Fired Up Podcast one, as well as our personal ones. But that one you want to get done soon because the later you wait, if you want to be a part of it, 
you might not be able to start with us because 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. were earlier time slots, and I believe they start every 15 minutes. All those were taken yeah, by the time like, we signed up. Yeah. So that's why we, or I guess, I think half of 9 a.m. So maybe 9.30 was still available. But that's why I chose 10 a.m. So it was a nice solid number. Um, it was a little bit later, so it wouldn't fill up as fast. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a part of it, you got to get it done. Yeah. Then yeah. we'll talk about the training, which is when we're going to start posting about and going through with yeah. you guys right now. Because we're about a month away. Just yeah. about. So about four five weeks, weeks-ish. Yeah, but, but by the time this comes out, we're going to be pretty much four yeah. weeks away. Yeah. So the idea is in four weeks, how much can we really do with different fitness levels to prepare for something like a Spartan race? Yeah. And the topic of the day is essentially preparing for things, physical events, you know, whether it's a, a bodybuilding show mm-hmm. or it's, I don't know. Just something, something specific that's like it's happening on this date. How do you prepare for that? Yeah. And how do we adjust programming in order to do so? Yeah. Um, one big thing that we're going to use, I'm sure, is going to be Orange Theory Fitness as a great cross-training environment for uh, the two of us. We're coaches oh, yeah. over there, and we took a class the other day, actually. Yeah, it was... Oh with God, the dude. Melissa Wall. That was horrible. It was a really good time, but man, my, my cardio, since I started doing so much more weightlifting and strength building... Which, I mean, I'll still get my heart rate up when I'm doing, like, really intense deadlifts or something. But it's just different when you're when you're running, dude. Segway like, really quick. It's, it's way different. Well, segway, segway to the obstacles that you said? No. September 1st. What? Oh, yeah. September my, 1st is finally here. We've been talking about it almost the entire day. time. Ooh. The podcast has been up. Yes. I'm Mr. Going, Cameron yes. Hewitt's. Oh man, dude! I am going, uh, going for four hundred pounds on a deadlift, and I only weigh, weighing like one sixty-seven. So I'm going for more than double my body weight. Pretty, pretty, pretty heavy, dude. Four hundred pounds oh, by man. September first. My whole body's got a little bit sweaty <laughs> thinking about that, dude. Did you um? Do you still have all those pieces of paper on your wall? I do. <laughs> I do, and. I'm just going to, I'm, so I'm going to be honest with you guys. So when, when I made up that goal, I was feeling, this is where I was. I was in a very hyped up state and I, I wanted something. I want a specific thing to be like, I will know I get the goal when I do something that's measurable, right? So if you're like, oh, I want to, you know, grow my biceps. Yeah. You should measure them. If, dude, hardly anyone does that. They're like, I'm just going to look at them every day and see if they get bigger. It's like, okay, that's not really the best way to do it. Um, so, and I, I was like, okay, I want to really go for it. I want to remind myself every day of what I'm, what I want to do. So I wrote 400 pounds by nine, one NMW, no matter what. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, the way it's positioned in my room is whenever I wake up, it's like the first thing I kind of see. And I thought my, at first my mentality is like, okay, no matter what I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And then one thing I learned was I need I need some sort of plan because I was like, okay, if I go at this at my own, you know, I don't have a lot of experience with just getting really strong in one specific lift. So I reach out to my friend Barrett, right? That's a great thing to do. Like if you, if you know someone that's already been through what you're trying to do, they, ha- they have to be ahead of you. Personal they, trainers use personal training. Yeah. There's oh, a yeah. reason for Dude, it. When I'm taking an orange theory class and I have a coach correct my form and if a member's like, oh, that's ironic. I'm like, no, like, dude, when you're taking a workout there's moments where your form might not be perfect. So like, yeah, it's good. It's like therapists need therapists, right? Like if a fireman's house is burning down, they're not going to be like, Hey man, why don't you just take care of it? It's like firemen need firemen, right? All right. That's a little loose, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm with, no, I'm with you okay. Okay. Um, so I reached out to my friend Barrett, who is, who's similar. He's similar to me in the way that he's not a very big person. He's big because he has a lot of muscle. Um, but he's like, you know, he's, Pretty short, all that stuff. He's not like naturally, I guess, just a big dude. Um, and he gave me kind of a basic program to follow. And um, and that was that was huge. I've gotten way stronger, right? Like 400 pounds or not, I have gotten like my one rep max definitely has gone up. Because now I'm lifting similar weights for three reps at a deficit, which is like two things. That's like, that's a pretty big improvement. Um that's that's the one big thing um, that I learned. But also, the phrase "no matter what," 
I've, I think I should have thought that through because looking at my like current state, I should have looked at, okay, where I'm at in life and what I need to do to really make it like a no matter what situation. Part of that, I got to eat a lot of food, which means I got to buy a lot of food, like way more than I normally buy. And after a while, I was like, dude, I, I can't afford to just be eating this much food and constantly be cooking and all this stuff. I'm like, this is like really messing up my life, especially like two jobs, you know, long distance relationship, trying to hang out with people. It's like a lot of that stuff would have had to be on hold. And I think it would have been a little bit different if it was like, you know, I'm like a professional power lifter. I have a big meet coming up. This is my job. But there was a moment where I'm like, okay, I'm still really going, you know, go as hard as I can. But if it gets in the way between, you know, me and Abby or recording an episode or something that's like really important to me, then, you know, it's not a no matter what situation, right? So, um, but yet in two days, I'll be, I'll be going for it. And again, whether I get it or not, 400 is not my, you know, we should do this. Where, where should we do it? We should do this with the, uh, the bar that we bought. Dude, do we even, uh, do you even have 400 pounds? We can get it. In, in the garage? Yeah. I would do that. Outside. Yeah. We should make Outside. it. Outside. We'll, we'll do it. Hope, dude, if it rains and lightning starts happening, oh, dude, I'm going to absorb all that energy. I'm trying to think. There's probably, it's probably pretty close to 400 that we could get together and then we can just, I can just. You need to find other weights. You can buy some weights, whatever. Find one, okay. Yeah. Because if we if, if we have to buy, I don't know, what, 245s? That's Doesn't 90 that. pounds. I mean, yeah, that might be a little pricey. We go to play it against sports, figure it out. I, that'd be a cool way to do it. Also, because um, I also work all day Sunday. So doing it probably like at night. I would have to do it probably at night yeah. after I work all day. That'd be interesting. I wonder if that'll help me, though. Because sometimes when I'm really tired and really fatigued... And I that is going to be the, the greatest testament to grit and to... Oh, jeez, dude. <laughs> that I hope you're just like super nervous and amped up all day. I probably will be. I'll probably be like shaking, dude. Um, That's because you, you have built this up quite a bit. Yeah. It all comes down yeah. to this. So, and yeah, dude, if I'm being completely honest right now with where I'm at, in my mind, I'm still telling myself, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull 400 pounds. If I was an outsider looking in at the numbers, I'd be like, dude, this kid has like, this kid's not going to do it. He'll, he'll what are you at? So here's what I kind of did a little, um, I did a pre-test, which is another thing that you guys should do. If there's a certain athletic endeavor you're going to do, whether it's like a, I've heard that bodybuilders do this, powerlifters, all that stuff. You have what's called test week where you kind of, you don't go all the way as hard as you can, but you kind of figure out where you're at. So I did that when I was in college. Jessa, Jessa, the manager over at Schomburg, mm-hmm. our friend, she is training for a marathon right yeah, now. Yeah, her very first one, yeah. Right? And that's kind of, you know, she's doing those higher days and lower days. Higher days and lower yeah. days. You know, she was just talking to me about that when I saw her earlier. Yeah, and talking to, I, I meet so many people at Roadrunner that do Ironman races, marathons, ultra marathons. And I've learned a lot about marathon programming a couple weeks Two or th- I think it's two weeks before you do your longest run, which is 20 miles, and then you taper off. Mm-hmm. So you know in your mind, I can go 20 miles. I just got to be able to bust out the last you know 6.3 or 6.2. Um, so I did that in, in Denver. Me and my brother were deadlifting. And there were, there were certain factors that probably contributed to me being a little bit weaker. One, the altitude's real. That actually yeah. affects you a lot. Yeah. Um, I was on vacation, so I wasn't... You eating as well, probably right. sleeping as well. Mm-hmm. So I took into account these factors. So I go to this place called High Road Gym and I told my brother, I'm like, yo, we're going like heavy today. We're going real heavy. And uh, I worked my way up to three plates and it was, it was feeling good. Which 315? That, yeah, which 320, 326 was my one rep max before I started this. Wow. So You were repping out 315? And, I, and I'm telling you this, dude, this is just for all of you who want to like get better at deadlifting. Lift a lighter weight, sub-maximal weight, maximum effort. So you focus on power. Dude, being able to like rip up that bar, it, it completely has like made me like way stronger. So then we have we have three plates on and this gym had chains. And they had like shipping chains. Like they are thick boys. Like they're real big. And I asked the owner, I'm like, hey, how much how much are these? He's like, well, they're supposed to be 27 pounds, but really they're 
there's just over 30 and I didn't want to, I didn't want to file them down or anything like that. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, 30 pounds times two, that's 60. But in my mind, I was also like, oh, well, they're chains. Cause if you guys don't know this, when you put chains on a barbell, the first little bit of the motion, some of the chains are on the ground. So they're not actually a part of the weight. But then when you lift the chains fully off the ground, now all the weight of the chain is, is a part of it, right? So you're, you're adding more weight with each link that you're pulling up. Exactly, exactly. And when you get to closer to the top of the lift, you should be getting stronger mechanically so you can take on more weight anyways. So we slap them on and I'm like getting hyped up. I'm like, okay, here we go, here we go. And I go to pull it up. I get to about knee height. The, the chains are off the ground and I'm looking in the mirror and my knees start going in and in my mind, I'm like, I think my back's about to break. And I just like, I put it down. It was, first off, it was the heaviest weight I've ever held in my hands. So it was, what was that? 315 plus 60. So it was 375, still 25 pounds short of what I was, what I'm going for. Okay. Okay. So. And you, you couldn't finish it. And I, dude. When was that? Two weeks ago? That was. Three. August. Must have been like August 8th, August 9th, something like that. So about three weeks ago. Two, two, yeah, about three weeks ago. Um, and since then, I've been, I think, a little bit more consistent with my deadlift training and all that. Um, you were almost a month out. Yeah. And you were still probably 40, 30, 40 pounds yeah. away. Yeah, which is a lot. That's a lot of weight. That's like adding a pound a day, which doesn't sound like much, but then after a while, it, it, it adds up, dude. The odds are against this man. <laughs> He has two days to figure it out. By the time this podcast airs, his fate will be determined. I'm going to fill the weights up with helium. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. For me, it's a win-win because... I love how intense this is. Because if I pull 400... I'm sweaty. If I pull 400... Okay, you also turn off your Probably AC. Probably because the AC is canceled sure. for the next yeah. few days. So, um, <laughs> ooh, oh, one other housekeeping thing. September cancellation month. What are you canceling? <laughs> middle of the uh, middle of the podcast <laughs> housekeeping. Quick plug. That's the only advertisement we'll do is for ourselves. Um, so if I pull four hundred, I accomplish. Wait, we didn't even we even do the full announcement for the housekeeping portion. <laughs> okay, we're canceling something for September. Canceling for September. You guys are going to yes. join in. Um, you are going to join in. I've had multiple people talk to me. I know you're listening. You're going to cancel something. Yes. So it's got to be something that you you don't want to do, but you do it. Somewhat so my friend, my friend Jackie, she's she's a member over at Hoffman Estates. What she can she she asked me. She was like, "Hey, I really like you guys' idea. Could I take it and use it for for my group that I have, um, for like uh, just group people she has on on her own." Oh, Facebook. cool. And I was like, "Yeah, I was like, take it. I was and like, Jackie, use it. Yeah, as long as I was like, just give us a plug." <laughs> <laughs> so what is she? What she canceling? Uh, she's uh she's canceling uh, Hulu and Netflix for the month. Nice. Those are good ones. And she's replacing them. With reading, with reading and podcasting, Jackie, I love you, platonically. <laughs> I know you gotta, you gotta meet her. Yeah, but yeah, she, um, she really liked the idea, and so she's gonna be using it for her own group too. Dude, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So you're gonna choose something that you are going to cancel for the month. This is kind of like, I don't know, you're just giving it up. I yeah, mean, you're gonna, you can do it later. You just, you can't do it for the month of September. Yeah, and uh, dude, in 20 years from now. Are you really going to look back on September 2019 and be like, oh, I wish I snoozed? No, you're, you're not going to remember anything about September 2019. If you want to join what Cam and I are doing. No snooze, baby. No snooze button for no the whole snooze. month. That's because right. Because it doesn't matter what time you're trying to wake up at. I don't care if you're waking up at 4 or if you're waking up at 8.39. Yep. No snooze button. No snooze. Yeah, If that alarm goes off, if you set that up, there was a reason why you put that number down in your clock. Yep. You're getting up. It's true. Little uh, tip for you guys. Uh, put your alarm away from your bed. That way you have to get up and out of bed to turn it I'm off. I'm actually going to go buy an alarm. You should. My brother did that and it's been working for him. Yeah. yeah. He got up before 9 a.m. the other day. <laughs> for those of you, that's a that's pretty good for him. Yeah. That's pretty good. Anyways, back to me. Um, so Please continue. Come September 1st, this Sunday, a.k.a. yesterday, for those of you who listen when these come out, if I pull 400, fantastic. I reached my goal. On to the next one. Those 50 of you who listen if I, as soon if, as it's out. If I do not pull 400 pounds, one, it's kind of cool to see what my my one rep max is at and mm-hmm. see where I'm at. I'm still going to have a huge gain, right? And it's still going to be a somewhat of a win in my mind because what I'm going to do, I'm going to take all the things I learned and I'm going to apply them to the future, 
right? So it would be a it would be a failure if I was like, oh, I didn't get four hundred pounds. If I just stopped deadlifting, yeah, that would be that in my mind is when I would know um, that I failed, right? But four hundred is not my end goal. I will get four hundred, and I'll I'll probably reassess it because this has been twelve weeks, so three months, three months of focusing more on my deadlift again, not as much as I could have been because I could have been giving a little bit more. I'll admit that. Um, but now I'll kind of know, okay, in about three months time using this sort of programming, I was able to add, let's just say 50 pounds onto my deadlift that will help me in the future for my next goal, my next deadline, what it should be at realistically. Cause 400 was just kind of like a really cool, like it was like our Spartan race. It was like daunting. I'm like, dude, 400 pounds. That's insane. Right. Um, now, now really quick to point out though, thankfully guys, uh, he's going to have coach Andrew there. And Coach Andrew is not going to allow Cameron to fail on this because he put down no matter what on this goal. That's true. So 400 pounds is not an option. The man is going to come out the other side. We're going to talk about it on the next podcast that he had successfully done it. Might need to. Uh, might need the power of the Vallejo. Dude, you might need. The I power might of the just Vallejo, need to break out the Vallejo, dude. But you're not going to not do it. I want you to know that. Uh, okay, you've just convinced me. I'm not going to. The look in Andrew's eyes. I was like. Oh, I guess I have to. <laughs> Dude, we'll it's just need not, to, we'll just need to play option. some. We'll need to play some some yellow card and some angsty. You I have need, you have to... me on you. You have everybody on the podcast on you too. Yeah, and we'll also have Fall Out Boy on me too. Just everyone. There we go. It'll be good. But um, but I'd yeah, probably probably go with what I've done by Lincoln Park. Oh, that's a good one. Dude. No, probably like in the end. Because it doesn't even matter that yeah, we or some smooth jazz. Smooth. Uh, but you know, um, I think so. Once know, this is over, we're gonna train. We're gonna change pace. We're gonna change some training. And this is next event. this is almost opposite, I would say, for what the focus is for you. Well, so yes and no because my plan is, you know, if we're doing this obstacle course training four times a week, I'm not stopping deadlifting. There's no, no way deadlifting, in my opinion, for this obstacle course is gonna be super beneficial because. Yes the insane strength gains and the grip gains that I've gotten. Now, like, the reason why I say almost is because the the true opposite of this would probably be marathon training. If I just started running, yeah. Right? But, because yeah. that's it's purely just low repetition, high strength yeah. into slow twitch muscle fiber, long endurance. Yeah. I guess the opposite would be putting things down. The opposite would be <laughs> the opposite would be doing up. a marathon on your hands. <laughs> exactly. Um uh, but looking at our at our next endeavor is that Spartan race. You got to make adjustments, and this will be similar to the deadlift because you and I have no we have no frame of reference. We've never done. Well, I guess you kind of do. Yeah. But also, that's like we're gonna create the program. Little, for that's it. like a baby cub compared to a, a grizzly bear, right? Like yeah. you do like a three mile warrior dash, compare which is probably the the easiest obstacle course that's out there, right? Would you say? I mean, not anymore. They they make one for kids. They were gone. Now they're gone. They closed shop. Warrior, Warrior dashes dash. don't exist anymore? Yeah. Okay, so they were. I think mine was maybe the last one. Okay. But all of a sudden they were like, yep, we're closing shop. We can't do anymore. Right, see you guys. So but, moving no, from anyways, that to the hardest one yes. is like... So what we're going to do in order, and we'll create this program for everybody that's a part of that uh, the Fired Up community that we have on Facebook. Uh, whether you want to do the, the race or not, we hopefully you do want to do the race, but what we're going to do is we're going to implement cross-training, and what we suggest for it is Orange Theory, because that's where we work. You get your yeah. cardio portion in, so that's going to improve a little bit if you're consistent with it over a month's time, and uh, at the same time, I would suggest probably, I mean, we'll go into the details while we're trying to create this program. Yeah. Kind of like off the bat, what I was thinking was three times a week for Orange Theory Fitness for cross-training. Mm-hmm. And then also at the same time, outside of that, utilizing grip training as yeah. well as other body control movements. Yeah. Right? So we can do things, you know, if we want to continue doing bodybuilding splits, we're doing like, you know, bench press and all that. Great. Cool. If you want to add that, whatever. But what you're going to need for this in order to see a little bit of preparation is going to be that cross-training aspect where you're doing high-intensity training because what you're doing is you're going over through whatever obstacles, then you're back over to you know, kind of that distance run, especially yeah. if you're doing the um, the 13 miler with us. I think a part of what it might look like is we have that jungle gym thing at export, mm-hmm. and then there's also that turf. So doing a lot of stuff there, yep. and maybe maybe just doing something like a circuit or something for, let's say an obstacle takes three minutes, four minutes. Do that. Go on the treadmill. 
jog half a mile. Yep. Go back to it and just build that up. That I mean, that would probably be the best way to simulate it, I guess. Yeah. So you can do that with simulation, but what we would suggest for like the three cross training days to make it simple, or you can do two Orange Theory fitness days and then try to add in something else on your own. Go to Orange Theory, do something like that where it's guided and you're doing that cardio aspect as well as some functional training that's guided. You're going to work harder. Yeah. But you know, essentially adding in the cardio portion with a lot of upper body and body control movements, things like pull-ups. If you can't do pull-ups, great, that's fine. All you want to do is you want to try to get to a pull-up. Yeah. And for example, trying to get to a pull-up, you have to work on your back muscles, but you have to work on the pull-up, right? If I'm yeah. trying to become a better runner and I want to run the marathon, I'm not just going to do 100-meter sprints until I'm ready for the marathon. Right. So right. I'm not going to do just lat pull-downs until I can finally yeah. do a pull-up. What you want to do is you want to get on that pull-up bar. You want to activate your back as high as you can and hold it there. Mm-hmm. And that's a good example for improving your grip strength as yeah. well as your back. Right? Yeah, yeah, fatiguing your back and seeing how long you can go. Time yeah. under tension. The fatigue, what I always say if you're in my Orange Theory classes, the eccentric, the stretching motion of your muscles when you're fighting gravity, the hard parts, not as much the concentric when you're pulling in, the eccentric, while you're fighting gravity for the, the downward motion for most things, that's where you're going to get stronger. Yeah. So if we go as high as we can on a pull-up, for example, um, and we're fighting gravity slow on the way down, maybe we can only hold for three seconds. That's fine. If that's your best, Yeah. that's what you want to do. That's your baseline. Your See fatigue. how much you can improve off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going to make progress if you're consistent in four weeks. Yeah. So if we're training five times a week, right? Mm-hmm. We probably want to deload that first week of October, so we're not super fatigued for it. Yeah. Probably a couple days before. I would say maybe three days, maybe two. Something like that. Well, we'll probably October 1st or something, we'll, we'll probably have to do like an some assessment. sort of like test day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we'll do an assessment too. Yeah. And you guys can follow in and keep us updated to see where you're at by the end of it here. Let's yeah. take some baselines. We'll create this, kind of this uh, loose leaf program. For people to follow along and do mm-hmm. it, it'll be fun. It'll be a good challenge. We can yeah. see where we're at at the beginning. We can see where we're at at the end. Yeah. And we can actually see those changes numerically with, you know, maybe I can do one pull-up. Maybe I can't do any pull-ups. Mm-hmm. And by the end, maybe I can do half a pull-up. Or maybe yeah. I can do one full. Right? Yeah. So we're going to see changes for sure. It'll be interesting to see also what physical changes we see as well. Because people that – I listened to a um, – a podcast recently about obstacle course racing. Yeah. I was telling you a little bit about it earlier. They also said like a lot of people do obstacle course racing because it's a fun way to do fitness. Yeah. But then they're also hard. So you, in your mind, you're like, okay, I got to train for this. So I can almost have more fun doing it. So you'll be in less pain. Yes. And you're going to become in a sneaky way. You're going to become like more aesthetic. You're going to lose a lot of fat. You're going to get a lot of like just, you know, pretty good lean muscle too. When somebody um, asks me what the best way to stay consistent for a fitness goal is, mm-hmm. if if they have trouble with consistency, train for something. Yeah. If you are committed to training for something, you have something coming up, your chances are how much more consistent do you think you've been, by the way, Cam, mm-hmm. with your 400-pound deadlift, knowing you had a deadline? Oh, I've never done so much deadlifting in my life. Right? Is that your yeah. favorite movement? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's also so it was my probably my favorite movement before I started, but now I'm like, dude, I want to find a way to be deadlifting into like my fifties yeah. and sixties and stuff like okay, that. Okay, well anyways, yeah. if you have you know, that's a good point you made. If you have something that you're training for, for example, Cam's deadlift or this Spartan race, it makes it easier to stay consistent. It makes it yeah. more enjoyable, more fun. And if you're enjoying it a little bit, even if you don't like fitness all the time, Guess what? It makes the hard days that much easier. Yeah. Yeah. A part of me is having the mindset of train hard for the Spartan race so the day of, I don't want to die as much. Yeah. Like that's kind of how my mind kind of works these things. My out cardio is feeling a little taxed today. Dude, my cardio is feeling incredibly taxed. It, I have no cardio right now. It's so. Melissa was like flying on it. She was fine. Dude, I was feeling so insecure between you two. <laughs> oh my gosh. My all outs, I was doing good, but I'll always have my all outs. But do my base pace, I was like, I could have almost walked at my base pace. Yeah, dude. my base pace is feeling like a push. Yeah, it was pretty. It was. So before I had all the knee issues, I took a little break, a little hiatus from. Yeah. 
I was at eight miles per hour. For, actually, I was at eight. You were point, still at eight, yeah. Eight point two. It's probably a little bit harder. Though. I couldn't hold on to it the whole time. I've been oh, having okay. trouble holding on for the whole class. It feels more like a push pace. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, I mean that's what happens when you don't do something oh, for. We haven't talked about it. What? The dry try. Yeah. How'd it go? I. This was another event. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The dry did, try. Did you feel prepared for it? It was fantastic. I've never taken a dry try personally. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah, they are hard. It sucked so run bad. Us, run us through it. Go through the rower so, floor and uh, try how'd it feel. And then also Orange what you do. Theory Fitness Dry Try. Essentially <laughs> what that one is, it's one of the hardest things. It's the Orange Theory version of, uh, it's it's a great, great way to do or prepare for cross training or an event, kind of like a Spartan race. Mm-hmm. What if we did a dry try a day? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> for a year. <laughs> In all fifty states, the Iron Cow, <laughs> the Orange Boys. All right, so all right, run us. Compose yourself. Run us. Run us through what you did on the rower, what you did on the floor, what you did on the treadmill, and how you felt during each one. All right, the Orange Theory Dry Trail. Let's break it down really quick. It is uh, Orange Theory's version of, I guess, a triathlon. Yeah. It's all the the things that we do, or a lot of them that we do. So you start off with a 2,000-meter row. It's not incredibly long, but that's long enough to get your legs feeling pretty tight if you're doing it properly. Then after you're done with that 2,000-meter row, you want to immediately get into the the floor movements because you have 300 bodyweight repetitions to go through. Um, A lot of them are leg-focused, but there's also – got push-ups too. There's burpees. Some burpees all that good stuff. You have two rounds of 150 repetitions. So yeah. you go through, for example, first thing, you got 40 bench um, hopovers. Yeah. Right? And your your hands are on top of the bench, and you are jumping over the bench, tapping, and back to the other side. Mm-hmm. So each tap is one rep. Then if I remember correctly off the top of my head, the second thing you're doing is, I think it's push-ups. I know there's bench tap squats in there too. Oh, the second one is the, the I squats. Think, I think you do 30 of those, don't you? Second one is the squats. Yeah. You have 20. Then you have step-ups. The step-ups aren't too taxing. It's supposed to be a recovery. Yeah. You have 20 on each this. foot. So you got to step up to the top of the bench, yeah. put both feet down, then walk back off. So it's kind of like your recovery. It's just something. It's not hard. You can catch your it's breath. It's menial. It, though. Yeah. So you, you can't go super fast on that. You have to get both your feet up. And if you start to sprint on them, then you're going to get smoked. Yeah. So you try to catch your breath. It takes a while to do that. That's the longest one to do because you got to do 20 on each leg. You're tired after the row. You're tired after the first two things you do, which are high intensity. Yeah. Um, and then your legs are feeling a little bit tighter because of those squats. Then you drop down. You do uh, 10 push-ups, I believe. Something like that, yeah. It's like 10 or 20 or something like that. I think it's 10. You think it's I 10? think it's 10 push-ups and I think it's like 10 burpees too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That might have added up to 150. It's it's something extremely similar to that, though. Yeah. It's pretty much that. So yeah. you get those done, two rounds. The first two things probably usually take comparable time, I would say. Yeah. For maybe a little bit longer. Most 2,000-meter rows take a pretty average time is about 7, 7.30, somewhere in there. That's yeah. what most people I find. I got 6.50 on it, and I was I was on pace again like almost six minutes. Yeah. And I was like, I need to slow down. Yeah. Because you don't want to go for a personal record uh, on the row. No, you don't. You don't. Um, we had a guy do that, and it literally, he drew, we he was like almost destined to get like the best time of the studio. He had never done a 2,000 meter row, and he's a really good like rower. Went for like a PR. He got like, he, yeah, he got like six minutes or something like that. And he's a really strong runner. He got to the treadmill after the floor, and he, yep. dude, he was done. Yep. Because what what, done. It, what this is designed to do, by the way, the last thing you do is you have a 5K on the treadmill. Yeah. Anyways, what, what the workout is designed to do is the row is going to fatigue your cardio. It's also going to fatigue your lower body, Oof. mainly. Oh, boy, does it. Yeah. Then you do, so your legs are going a little tight going into the floor stuff. Yeah. You have 300 repetitions. A lot of it is lower body focused. Your legs are getting tighter. Yeah. And that heart rate, you're trying to move from one thing to the next with minimal rest, so your heart rate is not recovering off the row. Yeah. If you're playing it right, if you're yeah. playing it tough. Then you move on over to the treadmill side, and your heart rate has been up the whole time, and it's tough to hold on to your true paces. Yeah. So it's I've, real rough. I finally got to the treadmill, or I think I took, I was 650 on the row, which was a little high, but I... I Excuse me, I slowed down for the last 500 meters because I wanted to catch my breath. Yeah. 
because the biggest thing that I coach people through when they're doing it, because I was coaching on Saturday, the first wave, I'd say, and then I coached Sunday, yeah. you know, my class. The biggest thing I would say is don't go for that personal record. You want to be decently recovered at the end of your row so that as soon as you rack your handles, you can get right into that floor stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, and then after you're done with that floor stuff, you want to be right on that treadmill, at mm-hmm. least walking, moving towards the, the finish line. You don't want to yeah. take a drink or whatever and grab your towel, whatever, all that stupid stuff. You want to be moving into it. So I got to the treadmill. I, I was smoked. I was, um, my legs were so tight, I remember, Oof, from all the yeah. high repetition. I started walking for like 30 seconds at four miles per hour. And I brought it down to three. And I was like, wow. I was like, I need to turn it on. Like the mental toughness needs to flip the switch. Yeah. It needs to be a decision. And now it, needs to be, it can't be Andrew's feeling tired. Yeah. So I flipped the switch. I'm in the red zone. Right. So for those of you at Orange Theory Fitness, you know, red zone is going to be your highest beat per minute heart yeah. rate range. Right. So I was living in the red zone after the row and after the floor stuff. The row was under seven minutes. The floor stuff was about seven minutes, I believe. Okay. I was underneath 15 minutes to get to the treadmill. Then, because um, oh, my time. Yes. Yes. Maybe I was about 15 ish minutes. Okay. Because that, that time will make sense then. So then I get to base pace, 30 seconds in or so. Yeah. Or I get to seven miles per hour. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm like, oh, this sucks. This is going to be a long one. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, just flip the switch. Flip the mental switch. I go up to eight. I'm like, I can cruise here. I can hold on to this one at least. Yeah. At least base pace. You know, base pace is something you can hold on to for, for 20 minutes. But I'm living in the middle, not even the low, the middle part of that red zone the whole time. 94, mm-hmm. 95% of that maximum heart rate. And I, I keep juggling between nine miles per hour and back down to eight. Yeah. So that's imp- I tell a lot of people to do that on longer runs because one, mentally, it's going to break it down. So every like 0.1 miles or one minute, go up. Next minute or 0.1 mile, bring it back down. It's going to cut your time down a little bit. Also, dude, running 3.1 miles, that can be a little boring for some people. So that kind of helps out with that too. Yeah. But it was it was so hard not to walk. It was getting real oh, tough. Oh, but the temptation was was there. Yeah, no, I was good to go because also there's the there's um, I guess the the influence of I'm a coach. I need to set the example. True. Like that stuff, you know, that weighs really hard on both of us. Yeah. So especially having all the all the members, all the friends around, and they're finishing before me because by the way, I'm the only person who starts in what I call the second heat. It was a full class, so we had 12 people competing for the dry try. Mm-hmm. Once the first person, I knew I wasn't going to catch up to her. She was in first place. Once she got to a point where if I got my, I did the math, if I did my, my row and my floor pretty quickly underneath 15 minutes, I still wouldn't catch up to her. So once that was clear, I hit the rower. And then she finished first, and I definitely wasn't going to get to her. It was pretty planned out pretty well. Um but I was on the treadmill while everybody else, I think I had about a mile to go while everybody else finished. So it was the so mental, you, so you once I like, got to two or 2.1 miles or so, the other per, the other person uh, who was uh, in the first heat, who was still going, finally finished. And I was left there with a mile left. And now the pressure was on to set the example too. Because now everybody, there's not 10 other people going. There's one person. Wait, on the wait, treadmill. wait, wait. So hold up. You guys did two heats. One heat started, and then once they got maybe to a certain point, another heat went that it you was were just part me. of. Just you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I was gonna say, I'm like, how did you make it into a dry track? Because normally, normally they're full. So you just did it solo. Yep. After wow. Yep. Hardest part. That was definitely the hardest all, part. All, all eyes on Andrew for that final mile. Can't yeah. slow down. Yeah. yeah. So anyways. That was getting really, really tough. I wanted to drop it so bad. I went down, I think, to seven a little bit within that last mile. Yeah. Because the cardio, it, it just kept rising. My oh, beat per minute yeah. kept rising. Then it was the absolutely hardest mental fight that I've ever given myself inside of an Orange Theory class yeah. at the end of this thing. Not catch me if you can. Not whatever all these other ones were. You know, tough workouts for sure. We've had them. This was the absolute hardest at the end because it was me versus me mm-hmm. fighting with myself not to slow down because everybody else is watching too. Yeah. The last point two 
I was I was like smoked. My heart rate was at 89 or was at 99, 98%. The first time in my life that heart rate monitor reached 100%. Yeah, there you go. First time in my life. And it's probably pretty accurate for what my true maximum capacity is. Yeah. Um, because I, I never go over 100% maximum capacity. Yeah. Right? Because wow. um, sometimes heart rate monitors, the, the estimate can be off and it might say, oh, this person's at 105%, which wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But anyways, first time in my life, it reached 100 and that was the last little bit. Last point two, I held on to that um, nine, I believe. Then the last point Oof. one, I went up to 10. The last point oh five, I went up to 11 and I just kept going up and went up to 12 I was oh, gotta I, I was fighting I know the so feeling. hard. It, I don't think I, I didn't even know that feeling before this. Dude, I don't know if you do. That, no, that's how I felt during my dry try. I was dogging it during the 5K. The final little bit, I was like, okay, just keep adding it. And I'm, I'm keeping it. I'm like, am I going to fall off? I'm going to fall yeah. off. Add more speed. Boom. And then like staff is next to me. I'm like, okay, yep. Yep. 12. For the final point one two. Yeah, you I'm booking. I'm, I'm like 40 more seconds. 40 more seconds. And... I, I thought, I'm like, I don't know if I'll, I mean, I kind of knew I would make it, but it was, I didn't know if my legs could take it. I had an out of body experience. Yeah. I was screaming oh at God. the end of it. I was like, oh. yeah, you're like, come on. <laughs> oh, it was insane. I was like yelling. It wasn't yeah. even words. Oh it was just God. because what, so everybody else had finished the last point two or so, or maybe the last point three. I like, I was like, yo, I was like, I got uh Frederick. Melissa's husband to, to my buddy Frederick, I got him to, to start running again with me. Oh Next no, oh, that like, helps. That I helps. Was like, Help so me much. out. And then uh, I got some other friends too. Mike Liz joined in on the other side. Yeah. And um that made it a lot easier. Dude, oh a I lot bet. easier. We do that at Schomburg where it's like people who have finished sometimes they'll run next to someone and yeah. that just kinda helps out. They were bit, matching yeah. me too on the paces. So when I went up, they wow. would go up too. And they had already finished their drive yeah. so they were already yeah. tired as well. That's really beast, cool. Beast mode. Yeah. That's but, awesome. Oh man, the last little bit. That was the absolutely hardest experience I've ever had. Dude. It was it was just fully mental. Oh yeah. It was all physical because my yeah. body wanted to stop working, but the ability to flip the switch. Yep. And that's why I say a lot when I'm coaching nowadays. Flip the mental switch. Stop telling yourself you're gonna compromise just because you're feeling tired. Yeah. That's one thing that on a recent podcast, I forget which one it was, but uh, Stop going by feeling. Yeah, was the the, the general idea, and that's mm-hmm. a really good one, especially when you're doing a like feat of like strength or endurance or whatever. It's like you can't let that happen because a lot of the times, I mean, if your body cannot complete it, that's one thing. Yeah, if you're feeling like you don't want to or you're tired or whatever, that's a whole nother world. Yeah, you're in the yeah. wrong place, and that's that's what I tell people. That's not that Andrew's are, class. People that are like, hey, I don't know if I can do the dry try. I'm like. No, you, you like, and if it's a member that I, I kind of know what they're capable of, I'm like, no, you can for sure do the drive. I Every know, single I person know you can. can. Yeah. It and might take a little longer. There's plenty of time though. There's going to get it's, it done. It's more than an hour. You will finish. We've never had anyone not finish. Right. So it, again, it just depends on how long it takes. One, one tip that, that I learned during mine is. When did you do yours? I did mine during my, so my torture, the trainer workout, mm. I had all these extra efforts, but I also had one dry try chip. So I was like, oh, well, let's see how long it takes me to do the dry try and then I'll do everything else. Right. Um, shout out to Michael Frederick for buying me that $200 <laughs> dry try. So, um, I what viewed was the it, time? it wasn't, it was a little bit more than yours. It was 41 or 42 or something like that. 37, 29. That's pretty good. And dude. I wanted to die. Yeah. Some of the world records, I just want to say, are down to like 34. For the dry try? For like world records, quote unquote, air quotes, for orange, orange theory. theory. Some of the best studio dry tries. That's insane, dude. That's some people's like 5K time. But when you're on the floor, for those of you who are listening that are going to do the dry try, one piece of advice I would give you is go, go back a few minutes and listen to when Andrew's telling you all of the floor exercises. There are certain things you're going to be good at and certain things that you're going to be like, okay, that's going to kind of be like the thorn in my side. So when I've looked at all the floor uh, movements, I am really good at burpees and push-ups. So I paired them together and I made them into more of like an all-out on the floor. As you said, I used Mentally? Mentally. I, I was like blitz through them. Yeah. And then I'd be pretty tired. And then during um, the bench hopovers, I'm like, dude, bust those out. That's another all-out for me. But then when I got to the... Um, 
the squat taps, I was like, okay, this will be more of like, kind of like a, a moderate push, right? I just kind of used those, those treadmill efforts and mentally moved them to the floor. And then the alternating step up or whatever it is, that's where I caught my breath and I just zoned out and I just kept moving my legs and then boom, back to the burpees, back to the push-ups. And when you break it down like that, it made it a lot easier mentally. Cause when you tell someone 300 reps, they're like, dude, that's insane. What you break it down? You're like, Oh no, it's only three different sections. And I'm going to change my intensity. It's going to help out. So, you know, if you're not good at pushups or burpees, you know, use them as your, as your base pace, right? Don't smoke yourself. Cause it's going to, it's going to be harder for you. Probably. We should do a dry try a day for a month. Stop saying that, dude. I'm not going to do that. With we should, we should create our own dry try. I would do that. We could do that. We could do a dry try at export. We could swim. Swim? That's not going to help us for the Spartan. Oh, you, oh, you said dry try. You said dry try. You maniac. Well, they have rowers. We could do a dry try a day. Are you kidding me? That'd be easy. Easy? Okay, it would suck. It would it not be easy. It would be challenging. No, it wouldn't be challenging. Is it what? Every single day, do a dry try. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Not going for like PR. But just do it. Yeah, gain it done. Yeah, but how would that... We're doing it seven days a week. How does that coincide with our training? No, I'm just saying that would be another challenge. Oh, but, do it later. Oh, yeah. oh, I would do it later. Yeah. I wouldn't do it to prepare for the Spartan race. No, not for the Spartan race. But it would help with Spartan race or, or obstacle courses, things like that. We should create yeah. some, for like test, some kind of, kind of like a, a wad type of work, workout, something like that. Oh my gosh. Okay, man. You know what I mean? It yeah. would It would incorporate the components that we're going to see or a lot of them into the Spartan race too. Yeah. We'll figure something out. Sounds good. Sounds good. About it. All right, everybody. Sign up for the dry try. Yeah. There's a lot coming up in September. Sign up for the... Oh, yeah. September, that is coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like last weekend. That would be another good one to to do before, if you're an Orange Theory member, before the Spartan race. Yeah. That would be almost like a mini, mini, mini test day. Yeah. We'll see you guys on the 13 miler. Yeah. We'll see you there. October 5th. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, if you, want, if you want to be a part of it, you don't want to do the 13 miler, if you think that would be too much for you... If you are intimidated, truly intimidated by the 5K, good. Sign up for that one. Yes. Be a part of it still. Um, the, the objective here is, once again, to sign up for something that's scary, something that's intimidating. Cameron's 400-pound deadlift. That was scary for him. He, didn't, he doesn't know if he could do it still, today. Still is. Even, still right? is <laughs> so that's the objective. Shoot for something that's going to be intimidating because that's how we're going to improve. That's how we're truly going to adapt. If you're signing up for that 5K and you're like, no, I could probably do the 5K obstacle course, you're not allowed to do that if you want to be a part of our group. You yeah. have to do the longer one. Yeah. Agreed. That's what we're about. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks Agreed. for listening to episode 22. Yeah. See you next time, yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah. Happy Love Monday. You. Be good, do good.